Hey everyone, welcome back to Life on Side B, a ministry of posture shift where we explore the joy, beauty, and challenges of living according to the traditional sexual ethic as LGBT and same-sex attracted Christians. Uh, today's episode is actually recording from the live episode we did about two weeks ago or so, where the co-hosts talked about the sides terminology. Um, the good, the bad, the difficulty, all of it. It was so great to have, if you were there, it was so great to have you. If not, we're glad that you're able to watch it now. So anyway, we're going to hop into that and uh, hope you all enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Hello, Hello, everyone. Hello. How, how is everyone doing? Welcome to our live episode of the podcast, the co-hosts on the sides terminology. Yes. We're so excited to be here with you all. Um, thank you everyone who's joining us. Today we have four of us here. Mr. Grant Hartley, hello Grant. Hello, hello. Becca Mason. Hello. The one and only Ashley. Fresh from putting a baby to sleep. Well, Yay. Becca as well. <laughs> so many babies. <laughs> children all around so we haven't been together as a co-host well we're not all here but at least some of us but we haven't been to had a co-host episode in a bit so how's everyone doing yes. what'd you say ashley i said i was trying to think i was like no i don't even remember must have been probably well, we, did the first one yeah well we did our first That's like the introduction of this season mm -hmm. um but that was about it. So yeah, um, for everyone watching, um, we are so glad you're here. We, if you look on the program to your right, you'll see chat and um, please feel free to, we want to hear from y'all. So please add in your comments, add in your um, commentary, your questions, even as we go forward, as we have this conversation, Please go ahead and as you think of them, go ahead and put your questions in the chat. We may just interact with them and interact with your comments as we go. And then over time, we'll get into some, um, we have some preliminary questions we want to get to, but we also want to get to your questions and interact with you all. So this is going to be fun. Um, but yeah. yeah, as a really quick fun question to start us off. Okay. Um, Grant, why don't you start us off? What would you consider the most overrated okay. virtue? We, you asked this, you, you let us know about this question. I don't even, I don't really know. Overrated virtue. So a virtue that like, we, is like meh. However you want it to be. Is I don't that, know. It just says, what do you understand is overrated? Okay, so what are the virtues? What are the virtues? Give me some virtues. What are they? There's like um, there, there's patience, patience kindness, self-control. Um, okay, all, well, are we all talking about fruits of the spirit? spirit? Are these virtues? Oh, fruit of the spirit. I don't even know. I was gonna yeah, say y'all are fruits of the spirit. Those are not overrated. Like punctuality. I personally thought that knowing the seven virtues was one of those things you had to do in order to be Catholic, Grant. So. I know, I know, I feel so like, bad. All of us, you should be the one. I don't know, like, come on, okay, man. Here we go. I um, have, I have virtues. Well, um, the seven virtues: 
faith, hope, charity, fortitude, justice, prudence, and temperance. Ooh, this feels kind of sacrilegious to say that one is overrated. How I feel about that? I was thinking. Well, I was thinking that um, if cleanliness Mm -hmm. is next to godliness Mm -hmm. and godliness is a virtue, then um, cleanliness is the most Mm. overrated virtue. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! Love it. You and Ben Franklin. There you go. (laughs) Anyone else have any thoughts? Temperance is so (laughs) overrated. I mean, are we not supposed to be like full force what is temperance (laughs) temperance like moderation like you are tempered in everything that you mm do and like don't get drunk kind of thing that's how the only wit time baptists ever talk about (laughs) temperances like temperance unions very important Mm -hmm. for baptists yes it's important with the alcohol but not with abstinence that's right great that's right awesome yeah, because gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins, not drunkenness. Oh. Just gonna There's so many lists. Throw that in there, there for tonight. So many lists of sins and virtues and works of mercy and ugh, there's so many I lists. now need someone <laughs> to sometime explain to me then what is the difference between the virtues and the fruits of the spirit. Well, I think there are other virtues besides ugh, just like the I gotta, yeah. religious ones, I guess. I don't know. It was like yeah. I gotta read some Thomas Aquinas <laughs> or something. Oh, oh he's good yes. stuff. Seeing everyone say hello in the chat. Thank you. I'm so glad, you know, keep it going. But um, to get into a, the discussion, because we have a lot that we want to talk about. So we don't want to take up everyone's time. Um, we're here to talk about the sides terminology. Um, to kind of go over this. We, we've mentioned this before. The good, like kind of the struggle of sometimes this and the difficulty with all of this and we want to kind of interact with that because ultimately it's also in our name (laughs) um i know we as a co-host team um at least i think in our in our group chat we've we've engaged in this about kind of wondering how long the sides like terminology is going to last and i remember we even talked to as long as we want it to no i said longer than we want it to oh longer (laughs) it's yeah Well, because I know I had proposed in the thing for a while of going, well, should we have side B in the in the name of the podcast? We even talked about it for a while of going. But then there was kind of that question of then what do we call it? Yeah, what (laughs) else do we use? (laughs) I know we talked about using that, like the Twitter hashtag LGBTQ in Christ, because that is Mm -hmm. like the side B hashtag. Yeah. But does it even tell any more than life on side b yeah. i don't know yeah but i guess to start it off and grant i would love you as our historian you know our queer oh, historian you know uh, right. that you are uh can you uh, but everyone go as you can um as we talk about the sides terminology it'd probably be good to start with a history of it maybe mm-hmm. what was the original purpose of it and so grant or becca or ashley whoever knows this does anyone know the history of the sides terminology where it comes from its original purpose it was meant to communicate yeah um as far as i can tell 
mm-hmm. um, the language originated with this organization before GCN, what was called the the Gay Christian Network. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little before that, it was called Bridges Across the Divide. And um, it was an organization, I think, that was focused on like creating dialogue across ideological differences when it comes to faith <clears throat> and sexuality. And so they developed this language of side A and side B to talk about two broad categories of convictions regarding sexual ethics. Um, what is often called a traditional perspective and what is often called a progressive perspective. And then that language was um, used by GCN, now QCF. And then from there, it kind of took on a life of its own. I'm pretty sure it kind of just like, well, because a whole community took the language. Um, And I think the language was more important to side B folks because they're smaller, um, a smaller community. And so side B sort of became more of a cultural thing as well as an ideological category. So I think that's where we're at now, but I, yeah. I could be wrong on some of the details. I think that was pretty much it. I think in originally with Bridges Across the Divide, it was, it was a little more focused on what is affirming and not affirming. So you would have on the non-affirming side or what we call side B originally grouped together with side x as well as yes what we call oh, side yeah. y like everything everything was together. was together and then you had side a it was and just affirming or non-affirming mm-hmm. that was Pretty it much yeah and mm-hmm. then once gcn and justin and ron got it and they did the great debate um like essay thing is where mm-hmm. you more have like what we consider side a and side b as as it has grown now and then now kind of like grant said the language is more like Side B is the one who uses the sides language more than really side A does because they just call themselves affirming. Yeah. Yeah. I've met a lot of um, friends who are side A who like, I tell them, oh, I'm side B. And they're like, what's that? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, uh, (laughs) I didn't expect this question. (laughs) The terminology has been lost on that side. I didn't think I'd have to explain this to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it is interesting how it really has taken a life of its own. And and as you said, actually, now it's it's kind of parsed into side B is no longer just unaf- like non-affirming mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. categorized Whatever as non-affirming. You now have side X and side Y. And um, I, I think that the interesting part of it is that like you have side B people, as you said, have latched on to this terminology. Like we've latched on as a way of communicating um, and then side X was almost a pun, and then we just made yeah. it side Y. And, we just and also, you do have some um, side A people that will say, oh, yeah, I believe in side A. You'll n- I've never found anyone that goes, I'm side Y. Like, they don't, don't call yeah. themselves that. We call they don't call that. That's like the term other people call it. Maybe. They don't call themselves yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what they take yeah. pride in, is they don't yeah. have any labels or identity. Like, Maybe it should yeah. be qu- yeah. side yeah. question mark. No? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That might yeah. work. But I, I do think there is something. Um, you know, we had someone who just put in the chat, yeah, you never met someone who identified as side A 
side X. Well, I have I met, met people who have no. identified as side A, but that that goes more into question. Too. Why did you say? So that kind of goes into question two, or it's the one I have opinions on. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand why people identify as as theology takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that comes into another thing that I would love for us to get into, which is you have the side terminology used in a few different ways. You have it used as a position, side B as I hold to side B theology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have it more of what I feel like it's becoming, especially in side B world, where it's like they, it's brought onto identity. I am side B. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't, is there, right. a, do you think that there's any significance to this distinction? Do you think it matters? Or do you think it's just, we live in an identity based culture where every, like we want to identify. I mean, but I don't think it's necessarily different than other beliefs where people say I'm, I'm Calvinist or yeah, I'm, exactly. but you don't like, call it an identity when you say that, because it's like the same thing. It's just the way the English language works. Like trying to explain to my husband, for example, mm. that it's not, I have hunger and I have cold. It's I'm cold and I'm hungry. He's like, well, that's yeah. a little extreme. You know, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a really good point. But you know, so you say, yeah, I'm non-denominational, or I'm Catholic, or I'm Baptist, or something. But you're not like I identify as Catholic. It's like, okay, but like I remember there was like a um, you're the brothers episode, like maybe like two, three years ago or something, and they were talking about identity terms, and they were like. So it was, um, do you identify, or how do you identify? Is it struggling with same-sex attraction? Is it gay? Is, and side B was one of these things in their identity labels. I'm like, I don't get it. It, it, hmm. it just did like this for me. I'm like, why? I don't get it. Maybe I'm slow. Well, I mean, no, I kind of prefer it being a description of theology as opposed to an Because there's also people that say like personhood. Well, only, only sexual minorities can be side B. Straight people can't be side mm. B. And it's like, mm. so, and I mean, I know to an extent there's, there's a conversation to be had about that because mm-hmm. to an extent the straights are, can be non-affirming without ever thinking about it. But yeah. what I'm saying is it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Cause in my mind, it's like Becca says, it's a position. So yeah. anybody can have yeah. any position. Yeah. Yeah. Go I, ahead. I, I think, I think I'm probably pretty sympathetic to it being used as like an identity label, but I think, I think you have to understand like how, how side B land has developed mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it was originally used as a way to discuss a particular theological conviction but what happens sort of naturally when people all come together um, over a shared like ideological conviction Mm -hmm. is they start to just naturally because human beings are culture creators um, that's a part of their image bearing they start to create like a, a kind of common culture and so I think like one of the one of the big milestones for like side B side B culture, if you could call it that, is like we people started using the B emoji. Yeah. A lot. Like it was like 
and it was kind of cool. I, like I felt like, oh my gosh, this is like, it's my own little tribe, we like my own little, my people. And so I think that's when it switched over for me was like, oh, side B is, is like an ideological thing, but also like, it's my, my people group, my specific, yeah. my very, my micro people group. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I, I think of it as that way. Is like uh, that makes sense. We could identify the. I was thinking like that. Like we're part of the side B community. Like labeling yeah. like the community group that like that that I understand. Yeah, because I I do think there is some real fact to the fact of like, there is re some real reality to the fact that as you're saying, Grant, we are culture creators. We create culture as we go, and many times we use identity as a way to show the ways that we are distinct. And there is. Whether we're like, no, there is something distinct to the side B LGBTQ experience versus the side A or affirming one. Like when I go mm -hmm. to QCF, I will talk to affirming LGBTQ people and there are sometimes things that they will explain and I'm like, that's not my experience. Like my experience yeah. is very different. Um, yeah. And so it does help with that. To re to share what some of our audience is um, saying. We have one person who's, who did make a good point. While no one necessarily identifies as side X, they have heard of people who identify as X gay. So and in that sense, it may not be the sides terminology, but they that's where the X comes from. Yeah, it's um, almost a pun. Yeah, another person says, I, I tend to think of it more as a community term. It describes our theology and our culture as a group, not necessarily as a category of personhood, but also not only a theological camp. That's why I push back on people who call straight people side B or side A, which I get. Mm -hmm. Like they hold yeah. to, they hold this uh, uh, affirming or non-affirming theology, but it doesn't necessarily have a point in their life. Like, like mm -hmm. it doesn't change yeah. their life. Again, like a shared, a shared experience is what they said. So it makes sense. And I, I, I get both because ultimately, yeah, you're, like if you take other theological points, Calvinist versus Arminianist, like, is it, is it a shared experience? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe when you get into the denominational understanding of the things it is, but ultimately it's not the theology that is your identity, but maybe how the theology shapes your experience that therefore becomes an identity. So the way we live out our theology, because ultimately our theology should affect the way that we live, Therefore, that theology, therefore, ends up affecting our lived experience. Um, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I ahead. wonder, too, if, like, side B people are, like, in a, an interesting position, like, in, in sort of the ideological lay of the land, because we, like, we often want to distinguish ourselves both from side A and from like ex-gay yeah. theology yeah. on our ideological right. So the the pressures <laughs> that we tend to experience, like I think those pressures can be really identity forming because we're constantly distinguishing um, depending on where we're at or we feel the pressure to, not th yeah. that we're always yeah. doing that, but. Yeah, I do love one comment that was just put in the chat, <laughs> the shared experience of total depravity. <laughs> Try it. Mm. <laughs> yes. I am Calvinist. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, another question we have, and I want to say again to everyone who's 
listening, please put your questions in the chat. We, if as they come up, if you have follow up questions to any of this, put them in there. Um, there was a tweet that was I that I saw on Twitter that I thought went perfectly well with our discussion. Um, and I don't even know how to pronounce the Twitter name. Does anyone know how to pronounce that Twitter name? It's L Elthato X. I don't know. X. I think that that's how we're that's how I'm pronouncing it. Elthato X. Um, tweeted. Uh, I understand the necessity of language to I identify positions, but the side A versus side B terminology really irks me. It um, mm -hmm. positions side LGBTQ people against each other rather than against the enemy, which is queer phobia and cis heteropatriarchy in the church. The dignity, belovedness, and safety of all LGBTQ people in the church should be our first priority. The implications presented in the side's language feels like it pits queer p Christians against each other's theologies rather than pointing us towards our common and urgent goals. I don't have any answers or suggestions and I don't anticipate inciting change or even engagement discourse. This is just the most persistent observation I came, I came to while moving between various side A understandings of scripture and where I land now under the side B umbrella. So, and I think Ooh. this is where a lot of times some criticism comes of it, um, is do you think that the sides terminology pits LGBTQ Christians against each other? Do you think mm. it helps, but also does it help explain important distinctions or does it do both? Like, I, I, I feel like sometimes we get this idea that the sides means like we're in the war but then at the other time, there are very clear distinctions, as we've talked about, of the experiences, yeah. which need to be clarified. So who has thoughts on this? I mean, my first thought is that it really does both. Yeah. I mean, it does, it does pose it because in just the polarized society that we live in right now, when you use a term like side, it's a mutually exclusive mm. zero-sum game like somebody's trying to win <clears throat> and that's the assumption that most people have especially if i engage in social media conversations with side a people they assume that i am attempting to change their mind or to win a debate um when most of the time it's more of wanting to know and to understand and to share what i believe um, but not necessarily in an attempt to convince anybody because I, I mean, just honestly know that that's probably not going to happen on Twitter. <laughs> um, but, but I think in some conversations it does pit against, but I mean, at the same time, honestly, there are theological differences and how I'm going to go forward in, in conversations with people. Um, honestly, in some ways, I kind of see it as protecting side A people of letting them know kind of upfront hmm. where everyone stands on what they believe mm -hmm. about things. Um, even down to basic things like you don't want somebody to have a misunderstanding about what you may or may not yeah. mean. And like we joke sometimes about, you know, is the barista hitting on me or are they just nice? Mm -hmm. um, You're then, always hitting on <laughs> If people kind of, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
I had my first experience with that this week, by the way. Oh, and a wow. Aside, I know conversation with the barista, and I walked out going, I'm going to have to ask mm. them if I was being flirted with or if it was just an extroverted, friendly person. Um, I was kind of proud of myself to actually recognize that I'd had a barista moment. So, nice. Goals for Phil. Yeah. The B, <laughs> the know, B right? inside B is for barista, actually. <laughs> yes. That is that is a true story. <laughs> is that is that a new T-shirt? Oh, the so B is yeah. for Bruce. Now she can name. Anyway, the B is for Oh yes, that should be that should be a uh, our new. Because we need yeah. toffee to survive. Um, <laughs> this. Anyway, amen, continue, brother. Yeah. So, but that's it. I kind of feel like I'm rambling now. That yeah, it it does both. Like I think there is a necessary difference. I don't even want to use the term division, but there's a necessary difference in understanding this is where I stand theologically. And I mean, that is part of what labels and titles do. I mean, going back to that difference between Calvinism and Arminianism, that's a, if somebody just says I'm an Arminian, I can gather from that at least their stance on salvation and some other basic theological topics so that I know where they're coming from to start the conversation. Um, but I don't think you can put too much weight on it. Yeah. So when I think about, I mean, about it just that depends on how too, people are I think about it. like when those, um, what you want to call s- sides, stances, positions or whatever were first coming up and before they were separate things, how, um, invested and personal they must have felt too when they just finally <laughs> decided, well, we have to decide, are we this or are we that just mm-hmm. as why I think. That's mm-hmm. part of why the one, like like Becca says about the culture war thing, um, but I think it's it's um, also that these this happens to be very personal for a lot of people. So it's yeah. it's 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 just the times that we are in of everybody having to decide: are we this or are we that? And it's hard for us not to feel a certain type of way when someone is something that we aren't. And it's it's yeah. kind of this push and pull be- just because of how personal it tends to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great way of saying that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think too. Honestly, my whole my whole perspective on terminology was shifted so much when we talked with Matt Ventura uh, a few mm-hmm. episodes back, and he yeah. was he was discussing how um, like it's you don't like pick one set of language and exclude all the other kinds of language. Mm -hmm. You always use all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of them have benefits and some of them um, have real drawbacks. All of them, all of them do. But he talked about like, there's two sort of approaches to using language, solidarity. And I think differentiation was the Mm -hmm. two. And so, yeah. It really comes down to like in each individual conversation that you're having with someone, what what do I feel like I need to do in this moment? Do I need to express solidarity mm-hmm. with um, with like LGBTQ people or with uh, with side A people, um, or do I need to express like distinguishing beliefs? Yeah. And so I don't know. It it depends on each each conversation. I use I use side yeah. B more as in like an in-house term yes. um, amongst us. And then sometimes in conversations across ideological divides with mm-hmm. uh, side A folks. 
but in the broader like most people don't know what the heck side b means <laughs> and it's not very so descriptive I, it's not <laughs> it's no. not so it's it's jargon so like i only use it like yeah. with other lgbtq christians so yeah yeah it's there's sometimes that i take like five minutes if i know that we're going to be having like an if somebody's wanting to have an in-depth conversation about different stances christians have on sexuality mm. that i'll say here's a quick shorthand just so that i can quickly talk about this and we'll explain a b x and y and they're like oh okay that makes sense and then it's like giving them a primer for the conversation and yes. then we can move into it quickly. Yeah. I love yeah, it's that. It's not something that we use mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. It's like there's, it's like that little section of a map where it just gives you all the, the, the symbol. symbols that you see on the map. Yeah. And then you, yeah. you like, you refer to that to navigate. Yeah. Normalize having a little tiny legend at the beginning of conversations. <laughs> just say, <laughs> here's the words I'm using. This may yes, help I'm you understand define my terms yes. and then move on from there. That's right. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I think that it's one of those things for me where, again, I, I don't think that it's necessarily, well, I know it's not even necessarily, I know it's not the perfect way to, to talk about this, you know, yeah. discussion or anything. I, I would say the one part that I get on non queer people about is like, for, for, for instance, one time I was talking to a professor at a university who was having a discussion about different views within Christianity on, on sexuality and everything. And then he explained to me how he categorized it. And I don't even remember how, but I was like, what, how are your category? What is this? Like, not even about the names. It was like the way he categorized the differences. And so I gave him like a document that I had put together about the different sides. And I said, listen, because I was like, if you're going to talk about this, you need to talk about it the way that LGBTQ people talk about it. And it doesn't necessarily have to have the word side A, side B, side Y, side X, but like it does need to reflect the way that the people that are like experiencing this and living this communicate it themselves and distinguish it ourselves. It'd be like multiple, whatever other conversation, I'm not even going to try to make comparisons, but going into whatever kind of other cultural, sociological, theological conversation and having a conversation and divisions that literally do not actually divide the community itself in a sense or distinguish the community itself. But um, because I I do love what you said, Grant, about referring back to uh, Matt Ventura's episode about like having that question. Language is very situational and we can't think that we're going to use the same language all the time it's it just doesn't work that way and language changes it's always changing if it didn't we wouldn't be translating the bible every five years it just it changes and um so i think that there is something really important to understanding of as you said do i want or as matt said do i want to stand in solidarity in this moment with this people group mm-hmm. or that people group, or do I want to make a distinction to clarify whether for saying, Hey, as you said, Becca, um, I just need to clarify to you. So you don't like get your hopes up in this situation. This is my, this is my view, you know, or on this, or this is how I live out my life. Because sometimes like I'm, I'm leading a, um, a queer Bible study here in Florida, which is fun. We just started this month. It's been, it, we actually uh, just started last yesterday for the first time ever. We're going to get together. Nice. 
Um, and I'm leading it, but I'm the only side B person. Everyone else is siding. So, <laughs> and I just had to kind of clarify that to everyone. I was like, so we're going forward in this. Just need you to know, um, <laughs> I don't have sex for theological reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I use side B terminology again, because they, they don't, they that's, don't. That's they the do. short explanation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of I like that. Yeah. I don't have sex for, for theological, theological reasons. reasons. That's nice. Um, yeah. And I get the whole thing of thinking it pits against people, but I, I feel like I see that more in how straight people use the sides terminology. Yes. I, yes. And I don't get that sense from LGBTQ people. I think it also yeah. comes from, like I said, almost the way it originated. It's almost to say like it's not that old of a term, but it is mm -hmm. antiquated in just the way that the language around the subject has developed quickly over time. Yeah. It yeah. came from a time where, because like, and I've heard the pushback on the sides language of they didn't like it because they didn't want people to think it was two sides of the same coin. Because mm -hmm. mm. yeah. it mm. was... It, it also kind of shows as to whether or not, um, I think it, people kind of differ on how they see that now as to whether or not it is a salvation issue or not. And I think when it, Bridges Across the Divide came up, these definitely were for everybody cut and dry salvation issues. Not, mm. not so much. So it's also like it was made this way because it was used this way now we don't use it that way but it's so that's why it makes it kind of seem almost like an antiquated term like almost yeah. like a it, it doesn't always work but we haven't found a better one yeah yeah that's the thing at we, the end of the day that's we don't it. have a better one <laughs> well <laughs> it it is interesting i have seen people try to come up with better terminology um like i I know right, that people in... really hard. We've tried really <laughs> hard to so come hard. Up with better terminology. Because I, yeah, I mean, well, there's multiple sides. There's multiple things. People don't like the sides terminology for multiple different reasons. Either because it pits people together. Either because, as you said, Ashley, that it makes them look like they're two sides of the same coin. Um, mm -hmm. Also, people don't like the A versus B because they think that it's a hierarchy thing. I always said, why don't yeah. we use colors? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> colors don't go in order. But anyway, um, yeah. but I, I have heard people that have tried to come up with other terms for um, like side, side B. B. I even know one person, I'm not going to mention who, who um, tried to, but they're, they're not side B. So I'm like, if you're not side B, probably, probably not best to try and come up with another term for it. Um, but they, they propose uh, celibacy affirming. And I was like, but the problem is not everyone inside B celibate. Like that's, that's the thing. And there that's are people true. inside A who are celibacy affirming. Exactly. Sure, I was thinking, I was like, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, but then it's also hard because then you have other terminology that which people try to use like affirming, but I don't like to be known as non-affirming because I do affirm LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. That's like, the thing. Side A has basically taken on affirming. So everybody's like, okay, so you're non-affirming. It's like, of what? Because yeah. that's not specific. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. non-affirming is real vague. And so the like, lots it. of people are non-affirming that I cannot hang out with yes. because they, 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 they do not like me. So <laughs> they do not like me. Yeah. Well, and then it's even, remember when we talked to, in the conversation, Grant with Darren, 
And we talked about the whole issues that uh, like side A people have with the traditional like language mm -hmm. or the historic language. Yeah. And so it's like every yeah. language has, yeah. like we have not been able to find that language that then everyone agrees on. And it's like, oh, wow, this is, this Society. is it. And so yeah. it sits there. Um, but I go ahead. What's someone going to see? Yeah, I think like we really just have to grow, like to hold a bunch of these terms in intention and just like use whichever one fits at the, at the time with appropriate like qualifications. Mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. any of them are necessarily like, I don't think that pitting side A and side B against each other is a function of any of those terms in particular. No. I think it's just a function of of homophobia and transphobia. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. yeah. because whatever words you use, you can end up um a, a typical tactic that I see is like um when talking to side A people, straight non-affirming folks um will like use side B people as like the good the good gay people, the good yeah. queer people. But then when they're talking with side B people, we are no longer the good queer people. We're the bad people. It's like it's so yeah. frustrating. So that's always gonna happen no matter what language yeah. we use. So no matter which one. I don't know. Um I, I think that another part of this conversation that I think is um really important is how many times, especially in the side B world, because as we said earlier, side B has also come to describe a culture. It's, it's been come to describe a communal experience mm -hmm. that many times in different groups that describe themselves as side B or people that describe themselves as side B. And then you'll have people that have bad experiences in those groups in with those people some minor experiences some extreme like what we talked about in the last episode with sexual mm -hmm. abuse um and then we'll come to a place of having their experience with the said groups or said people then and then say i don't i'm not side b because i'm not those groups mm -hmm. when i i think that we sometimes think that there is a specific group that owns what mm. side B is culturally or what side B is supposed to look like culturally when we have to remember that it, it every person like within the theological understandings um, and um, mm. sorry, I had to read a text, um, but within the cultural understanding of uh, our theological understanding of that, I believe that I, God loves me as a queer person, but yet just, I do not affirm sex, gay sex theologically. Beyond that, each person is able to create what that looks like for them in their situation. It's a very broad understanding. And yeah. no one group, so inter internet group, individual that you know can determine what that looks like theologically. And I, I see that a lot of times where people are like, well, I don't like side B. And I'm like, well, do you not like a Facebook group that identifies itself as side B? or the theological belief, because those are two separate things. I, I feel it's sometimes where people will have, it's kind of like when people will have a um, bad experience in a church and they'll say, well, I don't like being identified as Christian. 
And then it's like, well, you can still follow Jesus. Doesn't have to use the term. Right. Follow Jesus. Love Jesus. <gasps> Do we have Henry joining us? This oh is the my gosh. There we go. Would you look at yes. God? Yes. Oh. Oh, I'm happy there. I'm so mad because, like, I was able to hop on at 8.15 today because I got done with work early. But I just was walking around looking at art. I literally just, like, Josh just sent me a text and I was like, oh my gosh, I just, like, got done looking at art. So, yes, I can hop on. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. We're so art. glad to see you. Yeah, so good to see everybody. Oh my gosh. Uh -uh. Oh, we're so glad that you got to look at that. Yes. What is this? Okay, I have a caution icon on my screen. I don't know what. I think it's um, it's because it's not let it, it's not recording your thing because you're on a you're on a phone. Oh, my laptop's in my car too, but that's really the most. So okay. Mm -hmm. But but y'all can see me though. We can see you. We'll just see if this ends up in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> talking to no one. Exciting. This is an exclusive yeah. live event with Henry. Oh my gosh. We should, I mean, I should totally, totally leave it in there. And it just looked like... Uh, if you're able to, that would be amazing because we want to hear what you have to say and we want to record it. Okay, here, let me... Okay, I, this is so funny. I'll just make my phone the hotspot and I have my laptop. <gasps> Yes. This is also the podcast. Just do it. I love it. It's organic. It's real life. It's we're people. We're yes. <laughs> They're going to watch the feed like, uh, what, like, when did Henry just pop in? I'm interested to see if this records people. though, because it, it like this program continually has told me like it has to be on the app laptop and it has to be on Google Chrome. I don't know. It's a new program. They're working out the kinks. Uh, um, what, yeah. Which interface are you, are you talking about? Riverside? Riverside? Riverside. It's a. It's only like a year old. I've done it on my phone as y'all before, and it's recorded. Okay. Yeah, but anyways, I'm just. I already have my laptop open, so here. Let's see. Um, okay, let me get off of this, and I'll see y'all just. We'll see you soon. Okay. Woo! You all see? You never know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna happen. Yep. Hey, Excellent. while we're waiting for him and we don't want to talk about anything of like real uh -huh. excitement, here's the new. Yes, the new I was gonna mention. <gasps> I've loved watching your kid. Watching your kid. I know. Everybody say hi to Pepper. Hello. Oh, I was hello. thinking that the other day. I was like, did Pepper get another cat? Another cat, yes. Because my daughter has consistently been asking for a year. For a black cat since we had the litter of kittens last year that there was not a black cat in there and she desperately wanted a black cat and she's been asking for a year and sometimes when it rains outside we go to PetSmart or Petco to see the animals and just to visit and this one had been there through two litters of kittens and her whole litter was adopted and then they put her in a little crate with another litter and that whole litter had been adopted <gasps> because apparently nobody adopts black cats except for my daughter no so i felt real sad and i'm a sucker <gasps> and a pushover according to my dad and so we brought this little spawn of satan home oh my gosh because she had been left through two litters mm. of kids. she's an overcomer i know yes i know <sighs> That's so crazy. Oh my gosh, it breaks my heart. Cats. 
I know. That's what I thought. I, I mean, I see lots of black cats out in the world, but that's what the lady at the rescue said, was that people are just superstitious about black cats because, you know, witchcraft and Satan and everything. So. Oh, my gosh. I was like, we'll take that black cat yes. and just pray over it. Yeah, I'm Aww. sure it's fine. So. Yes. I mean, look, she just snuggles right up. I was thinking, is is having many cats a part of the lesbian mystique? Isn't it? It's yeah, the, the the cat lady thing, and that's the crazy part is I have not been a cat person until like the last year, and it's really my daughter's fault. Well, we do have someone who just who said that they love black cats, that they're their favorite, and then also we had someone else who said buying black Yay. cats is such a queer woman thing to do. Okay, yes. good to I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I wanted to name her um, Salem or like look up the name of one of the witches that had been like burned at the stake during the witch trials. Yeah. And then we named her Pepper. Did I ever tell you that I'm a direct descendant of someone from the Salem witch trials? No. I'm a, I'm a descendant of John Proctor who died and Elizabeth. Wait, wait, who there was, I, I was very weirdly obsessed with the Salem witch trials for a while in my childhood. Yes. Yes. But, um, so, What's the story? What's the Proctor story? Um, so pretty much he was a horrific slave owner who abused his slave. And then the slave accused oh. him of witchcraft to get back at him. Totally deserved. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, let's just put it out there. He, yeah. Mm, so I would have done it too. Okay. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> but that is a wicked, amazing story out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, he wow. had a really bad temper. He had a really bad temper. I want to see that. And movie. so his slave, um, his slave accused him and his wife of witchcraft. And the only reason his wife, um, his wife survived is he died at the stake. His wife got pregnant right before they um, were kidnapped or not kidnapped, ki- captured and put in jail. And apparently the, they had a rule that you couldn't burn a pregnant woman at the stake. It was like a rule. And so I know. And so then (laughs) they waited till the baby was born. And by that point, the hysteria of the Salem witch trials had ended. And so they just let her go. Oh my gosh, Becca, your skin looks fantastic. I just have to say that. Oh my gosh. That's the best. Welcome back, Henry. Hello. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about sides. Talking about sides. We're talking about where, where were we talking about? We were talking about like, um, um, I think the last question we left off on was, does it pit it against each other or not? And just, just the complications of the... Or does it help explain important distinctions? Um, right. Okay. So I am going to go Ron Belgau here on this topic. Let's do it. Um, do it. Because, yes. I mean, which is so funny because I'm not a very rigid person. I'm really not. But um, I made that comment on our... Or, the Life on Side B Instagram account yesterday, um, that I think the sides conversation terminology is beneficial in terms of, like, helping, like, okay, this is where I land, this is what I believe, like, kind of identifying that. But Mm -hmm. I think the downside to the sides is that it makes it look like we're talking about two sides of the same coin or the same theology, when Mm -hmm. inherently... Someone has to be wrong and someone has to be right if there's two sides to something. Mm -hmm. And so when you present, I think the sides language has been going on for so long that 
it now presents itself almost as an issue that like, oh, we can just like, okay, we're both, we believe the same thing, just slightly different view of it. When no, we actually really believe different things like at the core. Yeah. So it's a different theology. And it's a harsh one, I think. Um, like the distinction is harsh and the line in the sand is clear. But when we use the sides conversation, I think can make the lines a little more blurry. And I mean, our friend Greg Webinar, we talked about mm-hmm. this. And like, because Greg has like a really lot of close side A friends and close side B friends. And he's in this middle. And I'm like, I asked him one day, it's like, how's that not tension? Because like, you essentially are telling your really close friends that by belief, I think what you are doing is wrong. Unless you're not saying that. Then if you're not saying that by like, if you're saying, hey, I'm side B and you're side A, but I'm not saying that I think you are wrong or your theology is faulty, then what's going on? What are these conversations says? Because like for me, that's what inherently means. Yes, there's grace and there's love and love abounds for sure. And I think God's grace is big enough to cover our theological shortcomings, which is why I do think that like, which is why I can exist with side A and side B because like I think if someone is generally wrong but they did their best to live out their faith as they saw then I think God's grace does room for that or God would be graceful at all but um, inherently we're telling some by being side B we're telling a side that we think that theology is faulty or not complete at best and so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like I, I think that's with so what interesting you're Sorry, Grant, you were saying? Um, I said that's so interesting because we've heard the the opposite critique too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like people can talk about side A and side B like it pits people against each other and then talk about it as like it sort of merges, unhelpfully merges them together. And so I don't know, that's yep. so interesting that people feel so differently. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. were you saying, Ashley? Like um, something like part of what Henry is saying, like I've noticed, and I mean, this, I don't know how this ended up happening. So it's like no shade to any particular, but once GCN changed to QCF, I noticed that a way that they started talking about side B was like, they started deciding what it means and saying something completely different. They were like, Mm -hmm. they just feel led to celibacy. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what we said. That's not what I said. Yeah. Yeah. And but, and in that it's like not not to be mean, but it's like that's totally not what I said. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. I did I didn't like that. Y- y'all remember that year Ray Lowe was there and like, oh my god, I just had to send him all their prayers for speaking because he got like dragged for dragged speaking. Oh, it was yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, and I think there was one year where like they had like a, a little piece of paper you signed in you signed when you uh, registered and it, it was like a census basically for like side A or side B and the description they offered was like something like I feel called to celibacy was for side B and I was like no but it, it was it was so in- it's like yeah. that's that's not what I'm that's not what this is As I, said, I mean that's not what I said yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I do feel called to celibacy yeah. but like but that's not what side B is yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah QCF does try and I want to put that out there they really yeah. do make an effort to make space but and we love QCF QCF if you're no listening we love you <laughs> I don't know her y'all love her I don't know <laughs> uh. <Yeah. laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> yep. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is with Henry, with your comment, mm -hmm. um, it, um, I think it's really important, like what Grant said, we can have the terminology and people have like criticism of it on completely different sides. Mm -hmm. It's too divisive. It's too like, yeah. you know, similar and it doesn't put, because it's true like that, that can be something of, um, that's kind of the issue in this. And, and Henry, to kind of update you on some of the other stuff we've been talking about has one of the comments Grant made that was really, really good was going back to Matt Ventura's episode on queerness and identity mm -hmm. was saying like, sometimes language is helpful in one context and not in another. Yeah. And so it's like thinking in the moment, do I need to communicate solidarity with a group in this moment? Or do I need to d explain a distinction and something that like distinguishes us or divides us in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, and so in those conversations, different language will be used because I don't always like, I will sometimes use traditional as a thing. Oh, I hold to a traditional sex, Christian sexual ethic, mm -hmm. or depending on the person I'm talking with, I'll use side B, I'll use non-affirming even sometimes, even though I hate that language. I, hate I do that. hate that. So, yeah. I hate it. Ugh. Yeah. I just want colors. I just want a color to describe my theological views, but what color? Not. I don't know. If the yeah, if there were know. a color, what color would it be? <laughs> okay, girl, you can't say that and then not have an answer. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can we can we be chartreuse? Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Ooh. Ooh. Bad name. name, honey. Okay, welcome to the stage, yeah. honey. Okay. Gosh. I mean, it kind of connects, all oh, of this kind of connects gold. to one question. Like Ooh, all of this yeah. kind of connects to one question First. we did have in the chat, which said, if everyone agreed um, with with you, what term would you want to use instead of side B? What chat, girl? What chat are you talking oh, about? Did I miss question. something? Okay, on the right hand there's side, a chat there's the a side. chat. Uh, like, uh, people talk, oh my gosh, okay, girl, you know. People like, be talking. Oh, Lord. And are people watching us live right now or not? People are watching yeah. us live. Okay. I thought that was happening, but I'm only seeing, obviously, the code. So, like, I don't know what else is on. So, um, Do you see up at the top where you see I a see people chatting. emoji? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I I saw who asked the question, so I'm just going to throw this out there. That um, being a good Southern Baptist, I only am here to complain. I have no suggestions to improve the situation. <laughs> so... I don't have any idea of what we should be called. Wow. We gonna go by yeah, see, I think that's I can't help you there. I'm going to complain about it, but I'm not going to yeah. fix the problem. I agree with that too. Because like, I don't know what else yes. it would be if we didn't have side it, A and yeah. side B. I think honestly, it's like, exactly. it's the most jargony, but I think it's the least problematic. Like yeah. if we get to like, when we say historic sexual ethic, like we're making a claim that like we're more resonant with history than side A, but side A would also make that same claim, you know, and traditional is the same non-affirming. We hate it. We hate that. So like, yes. I don't know. I... Yes. But historic is okay. I mean, like even like revoice back at like in the description of it, it was like according to yeah. traditional, yeah. Biblical, like, it's like historic yep. is correct, and so I don't think historic is wrong. 
Um, because you know it's not his. Let me stop talking right now. So okay. <laughs> no, no, I do. I, I many times do feel like historic does is probably the best yeah. other term we do have. Yes. Historical gay marriage, traditional yeah. like marriage, the historic sex, like Christian sexual ethic, or something like that, or like I do think that. Yeah, yeah. or the his yeah, um, I I do yeah. think that that is the other one because. I, I get, for instance, people, as you said, if you don't like side B because you just don't think it communicates well the m name, then people need to suggest better terms. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I have a, a tip for y'all. Sometimes when I tweet about like a side B perspective, I know that Girl, side your B tweets is have been on fire lately. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but sometimes when I tweet about um, about like a side B perspective, but I know that side B is not a phrase that people are going to be like aware of. And I know that traditional or historic or is also going to have problems. I, I do a little, a little move. I offer a tiny qualification. I say, ah, what has often been called the traditional sexual ethic. And mm. that way, it frees me up because I'm not saying that I'm calling it that. I like that. I'm just, I'm just yeah. trying to point out the view that I'm talking about. And like that. that has been very helpful for me. So feel yeah. free to use that. Diplomacy. There is one question here that says, have there not been side A people throughout history? I thought that there were, and that's why I hesitate on traditional or historic. I mean, I, I, I potentially, I don't know of, Early, like early church fathers or anything that were if, if you want to say and, you know, people who potential. lived um according to how they felt throughout history yeah um if you want to say side mm -hmm. a, people who believe that god um approved of and blessed homosexual marriage mm -hmm. that's gonna be few and far between yeah I guess it would depend on if you mean, yeah. Well, first of all, there was a comment of, I guess it depends on yes. how far back you mean consider historic. And then also the other side of it, I guess it would be referring to whether or not there were people that existed that held to it or whether we're looking for like ordained church fathers. Mm -hmm. When I say historic, when we say historic, when I say historic, I'm thinking about Peter, be the rock, the Christ and Bill's church mom. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm talking, talking about. Like, so yeah, I'm I don't know what else anybody is. Yeah. The beginning of the church. At the very so, least. Um, well, yeah. and the whole identity culture. Very new. Yeah. 20th century, 20, 20th, 21st yeah. century. Very new. So, yeah. If we rocked it like Bill and Ted and went back in time and asked people about that, they would look at us like we had yes. three eyeballs on our faces. It's true. I mean, it, it I wouldn't mean, it wouldn't. People didn't even get married for so. romantic notions till the 20th yeah, century. Exactly. And so. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. if I were to, I'm not. Like, I, I can't pretend to know a complete side A perspective on everything. And side A is not monolithic. Yes. But the side A people I've talked to, when they talk about um, feeling maybe offended by words like historic or, or traditional or especially biblical, is that they're not, um, I think side B understands itself to be just like a, a continuation of history that hasn't really changed. And 
that's not true with everything we believe. There are some things that have definitely evolved and changed and grown as the church has understood more. And so side A, like side A people, many I know, like often talk about their sexual ethics in those terms. Like it's not, it's not resonant with all of history, but it's resonant with some and it's a, it's a legitimate evolution. That's what I've heard. So. So like the argument would be that. But if there's an evolution of things. Okay. So this is why like, I think sometimes people just don't want to hear things that are hard to hear, but it's like some things are unchanging and they have to be unchanging Mm -hmm. or then what are we talking? Like, what are we doing? Like if everything can evolve and change, like, you know, what can evolve and change views on like, even sexuality or slavery or things, just random things. We can evolve and change as culture decides as we have. Like, if we believe that the Bible is the unchangeable word of God and scripture is spirit-filled and God-breathed, um, then some things have to stay fixed. And so, mm-hmm. I just don't buy that argument. And so, I know I'm not going to get live yeah. this yeah. Part, but like The question, like, yeah. The question is, like, which things, you know? There are some things yeah. that have definitely grown and changed. Like, um, uh, I think the, the go-to case is, like, slavery is never out like outright condemned in Scripture, but we see a clear evolution throughout the, the biblical narrative. Um, and then over time, it becomes very clear to, like, the traditions of the church. Like, oh, this is what it has to mean. Like, this makes sense. But... I don't know. I'm I'm not trying to defend. I'm just I'm just trying to I don't want to say devil's advocate because I'm not saying that side A people are the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I love side A people. I'm trying to trying to be a diplomat here. I, 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 love, I love Grant's Twitter caveat. I think I think it works. It was like what do you when they like when they want to go like well what do you mean? I, it's like yeah. well what has been yeah. called? Great question. What has been called? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 I, I guess I would like to move with this is like my biggest thing is from like so far, I think we're coming to the conclusion. The sides terminology mm-hmm. is flawed. It doesn't work well. Yeah. It, it has issues. It's got issues. It has room for improvement. But so far, we don't necessarily have a right. better language for it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is we need that as people, you know, like good Baptists, as Becca said, love to criticize without giving helpful solutions. Scared me. I was like, "What's on <laughs> the cat?" We already yes. That just scared the crap out She just oh jumped God. up out of nowhere. <laughs> but um, we we do need though that if people go feel if people criticize side B because it's not clarifying enough, or it puts things too close together, then we need to begin to come up with a better way of putting it. My one part of criticizing the sides terminology that I don't like is when I'll find um, side A, like more side A people that will, and this is not all side A people, but side A people that will criticize it from a thing of, well, I don't like the sides terminology when really what they're saying is they just don't want side B to exist. They just want everyone to be side A. And I'll be like, well, no, you don't like the terminology. You just don't like the different views. And then I'm like, that's not a criticism of the terminology. That's mm-hmm. just a criticism that you don't, you want us all to be side A. And we're just not all side A. That's yeah. just, that's not how yeah. this is. If you don't like the language of yeah. it, that's a different thing. Like that, we, we're all trying to work. 
we're all trying to figure out a better way to communicate this conversation and it may not always be the same thing and I'm I'm sure 10 years from now we're going to be looking back on this and there might be a developed new way of talking about it that some queer bee now right now is later on going to come up with that we don't even know mm -hmm. who knows if you you're know. listening so young well, queer bee. there was a yeah that's right <laughs> be inspired um there was a trend a couple of years ago when some corporations and businesses kind of rebranded where they dropped whatever their abbreviation stood for and just went by the abbreviation mm. Um, Kentucky Fried Chicken was, I think, like the biggest, most well-known one that they're just mm -hmm. KFC now because fried was not healthy. And so they didn't want to be known as fried. So they're just KFC. Like officially? Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the power company in Chattanooga used to be called the Electric Power Board, and now it's just EPB. Like it doesn't stand for anything. It's just EPB. That's dumb. Sorry. It's faster. No, you're right. But, but this would be this would be my proposal is that we just drop the side part and stick with the bee that has become our mascot and just be the bee. Bees. And it just not have necessarily a meaning. It just we're bees. And if somebody wants to know why, you know, we're happy we spread pollen and make the world exist if we die the whole world ceases to exist we're a key part of the ecological structure of creation this is going to go to our head and just just roll with it <laughs> yeah, just roll with it well i remember when it first we're just going to be known okay. as a mascot yeah hey sure i mean i'll take it with the bees i, I I'll, I'll go with that but i remember i think because it was like i said it was around revoice that we the first one because like I said, it was a group that we stayed in one Airbnb and we said we had the, some some keychains and then I kind of went with it and I was like thinking, I was like, well, they all live together. They they don't really couple up because, you know, you have the queen that has all the babies. Yes, and the Beyonce. The yes. And these bees and those bees. Mm -hmm. And That's so right. I was like, it's kind of, I was like, to an extent, I was like, I've, I feel like I like that analogy for the body of Christ and because we're not so... Um, we're not so, um, how's the word? We don't idolize marriage and the, um... Um, side B people don't idolize marriage. Go to Salsa. <laughs> well, we're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's in our premise. Okay. <laughs> no. We're trying. In the idea. We're trying we're not to trying. idolize it. Do we actually? Right, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're, we're, we're supposedly, we're supposed to, like, focus on different forms that we can be family and different forms that we can be the body of Christ. And I feel like bees kind of represent more of like a body of Christ view. Plus I've always never liked it that it was like the celibacy side because I'm like, I'm not celibate. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. You know? So it's like something that was a little more, I don't know what the word is, but it was like, it had more of a positive mm -hmm. as to what we do yeah. have to contribute to the world as opposed to what we don't yeah. have. That's I, I think that's a go ahead, Grant. I think that's why, like, that's part of the reason why I have felt so invested in creating, like, cultural forms for side B folks. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah. the, I think, like, the, the B was, like, a really cool, it's like, oh, this is ours. Like, we're creating something that's, mm -hmm. that's for us, by us, 
And it's not like, it's not just focused on our, our ideology, but it's like, it's something sort of unmoored from that. I just, that, I think that's, that's part of the reason why I leaned into the culture bit a little too much, maybe, or well, maybe not too much, but a lot. I don't think it's too much. Like, like you said, one of the comments you've said before, and one of the things of the cultural side of side B that I love is that fact of, as you said, how it's become very common to find like the B emoji in people's social media pages. And you're like, oh, okay. I don't even know this person, Yeah. but they're side B. Doesn't always happen. Sometimes I have had it happen before where they're like, no, I just, I just like B. For me, yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that, that, that has never resonated with me. Cause when I see the B, I just think of Beyonce. So I'm like, oh, Queen yeah. B. I literally, every time I see it, I'm like, mm-hmm. they're, they're in a beehive. I'm like, they're, they're a stand for Beyonce, but like, uh-huh. <laughs> It's also because it's a fairly new yes. thing. It's also I been do know they're gay though. Either way, so either way, that's true. Okay, I think you are queer. In the community of some yes. of our, yeah, I mean that is a good, yeah, that's a really good point though. Is that this is new, and I mean, Grant, it's good that you've leaned into it a lot because we are literally making yeah culture i mean we are at the forefront of what is this going to be in the church because it's not been an identifiable community before 15 years ago you know like that this is something that i talked about in my last presentation for my doctorate project um, you mean the one that you mean the one that you first of all low-key flex but you mean the one that you were working on to like 2 a.m before it was due at nine Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Then you and I had like a three hour call when I was like, I have a doctoral presentation at 9 a.m. tomorrow, Henry, and it's 2 a.m. and we're still kicking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that, that one. one. That mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all acting like you <laughs> it, it was awful. I was yeah. so tired the next morning. Um, but it was worth it. But. One of the things that um, I talked about in that and I've been studying is this whole idea of communal identity formation and how there's a process of community identity formation that happens as what each generation influences the other and how many times there what I've been studying and, and, and there's a few res- there I was looking through and talking to a few people and looking at a few resources and how the general LGBTQ community by itself, like let's just take the general not even about Christian, non-Christian, side B, side A, the general LGBTQ community has had an issue of gaps within the communal identity formation Mm. in situations like the AIDS crisis, because we literally lost a generation. Have I lost? This is a soft topic. Never mind. Okay. Well, well, and so that created like a mentoring gap in a sense Uh within the community, because many times people our age, we don't have as many people to look up to in the generation before us because we there's not as many of them there and then i think that the other thing which shout out to greg johnson and his new book coming out which we will definitely have him on when he comes on he's going to talk about in his book coming out later this year about the formation of the ex-gay movement and how that really blocked healthy formation of what could have been an earlier form of the side mm-hmm. community but that when like if you look at the formation of what were called back in the 50s and 60s queer homos like christian homosexuals mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. um you know 
And then you had the Stonewall riots. And then right after the Stonewall riots, you had the first ex-gay ministries that popped up as a political move against the rise of the gay liberation movement, which blocked Christian homosexuals, Christian gay people, Mm -hmm. from really understanding their place in the traditional movement. And really ever since the fall of Exodus, we're finally having a place again for LGBT people in the traditional church. And so we are that first generation of that community identity formation within side B, within the traditional group. And so it is understanding that it's new because we're doing it. Like that's what we all are. That's so exciting. Was that, um, Josh, was that you and I and Wesley or Dr. Hill talking about that? Um, I think so. Yeah, in terms of like, we like okay if we have people to look up to because there's only like we can only like maybe go up 10 years because of that we're also new to this yeah. was that that conversation i think yeah. so i think i might have mentioned this in a previous conversation i was trying to figure out which one it was i think i might have because yeah. yeah that's yeah. the that's the reality we don't have that because we are that first generation since the exodus fall um did exodus you fall. okay love to see it I think we, <laughs> we Josh and I, we talked about um, this book. Uh, did you ever read that book for your project? One second. Okay. Which yes. one? Because um, it's on the girl, top of it. I back. got gagged in the last, like in the last um, um, chapter I just read. I, I'm gonna have to tell you off of this, not to ruin it for other people. Well, wait. What anyway, book are you talking yeah, about? Are I we talking about the same book? Returns of Love. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I Mm -hmm. found this book at a book sale at the seminary I go to. And Mm -hmm. um, it is a book. Mm -hmm. It's written in, when was it written? It was written in like 69 or 70. 1970. It was written like six months after the Stonewall. After Stonewall. And it's this man who's writing letters um, to as a, as a Christian calls himself a Christian homosexual and he's writing letters about his experience with another man who calls himself a Christian homosexual. And that's the chapter I just got to when you find out the guy he's, he's writing to is also queer. I'm yes. Like, <gasps> yes. Okay. And so it's like this, this strange alternate reality. It's like, this is the, this is the beginnings of a community we could have had. Like, this is our history and it, so much of it was wiped away but yeah. he's like he's saying things it was, it was that almost... i wish like that i wish i had heard it's not perfect uh, so let let's it's it's kind of stuffy yeah. <laughs> it's kind of strict and he says some things that make me feel downright uncomfortable but like it it was so exciting to be like, oh my gosh, like we were right after Stonewall. Like the thing that we're doing is like right after Stonewall too, which means it was before then too. You know, like oh, it's so exciting, so exciting. Yeah, Grant, Wait, really quick. It was it was like almost pre- a path that was blocked because mm-hmm. yeah, I know we that pressed pause for fifty years. It was it was they what originally was Exodus it really Exodus even in and of itself because they had groups before that and they all had all kind of weird random names and it was all these tiny little groups and they conglomerated, but they weren't they what they were trying to do was trying to figure out how do we be, um, you know, same sex attracted individuals and who believe, you know, 
in the Christian faith and so on and so forth. And they wanted to move forward with that. But then was just in the time that conversion therapies mm -hmm. and psychoanalysis were becoming more popular. And the church was like, we're only going to advocate you to the Christian community if you start talking about change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they attached themselves to all these different um, psychological things and, and, mm -hmm. and therapies and everything. Yeah. And so they were like, only if you do that will we back you. But we're not for this. Yeah. This sounds like the section of Jesus and John Wayne that Christine. I need to read that book ASAP. I need I mean, to read that book ASAP. Yeah. I mean, because it, it lines up, it's the same timeline of the political move of like the rise of the moral majority and the religious right. It was and all part of that. Like it all, yeah, it all falls in mm -hmm. together. And I've heard her say that she wishes she'd had more space than just like three yeah. sentences that she dedicated to sexuality well in the becca book, it's kind of but... like what we mentioned in the last episode about like really this whole entire lgbtq conversation is really just a section of a larger conversation about the 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 purity culture movement and like which is also part of a right. larger conversation about the politicized situation that happened in the culture and everything but um, the last comment yeah. about the book that um, Grant brought up, it's called Returns of Love, and its subtitle, again, which shows kind of its time before its time, The Letters of a Christian Homosexual um, by David Alex Davidson. And it truly is, as Grant, you described it to me in our conversation, feels like you're listening to the words of your gay grandfather who shares such wisdom but then ever so often he says a little bit of a weird thing and you're like okay grandpa sh yeah it's like yeah but yeah that's the best description it's, ever <laughs> it's like it's proto side b thought like yeah it, it's mm -hmm. it's really fascinating i recommend it it's probably completely out of print but yeah if I'm, you can find yeah. a random i found mine on like a used bookstore like online for five dollars yeah i stumbled so. upon it for a dollar nice. so mm -hmm. um we are over our time y'all but this has oh, been breaks my heart i know time. it's we could go on on this forever, i'm so mad because i literally was free for the entire time this was i know <laughs> i should have texted you earlier henry <laughs> No, 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 literally, because I worked on Monday and normally Mondays are my day off. So every day this week I've been a day ahead. So like today I felt it was Friday. It's like, oh my God, yeah. I'm going to free Friday evening. I'm going to look at art. And then when you texted me, I was like, oh, today's Thursday. I really could have been free. <laughs> like, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, uh, it's Okay. But yes. we're glad that you popped in. I know, sitting in my car outside. I was like, Henry has things to say. Yes, and... I did, because I saw that comment yesterday. I said, oh, let me make a comment. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Grant, I did want to say, you sound so Southern today. It's like, interesting. Oh, do like, I? Yeah, you Yay. sound really Southern. I'm like, where's this girl from? What's up? <laughs> mm -hmm. so it, it, well, I've been all over. So. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. well, thank Y'all, thank you everyone who's watching live. Yes, thank you, thank so you for everyone who's listening after. We're really glad to get in this conversation. Um, thank you for all of the comments that we've had throughout. This has been fun. This has yeah. been fun to have people kind of watching yeah. as we do this. And 
get mm-hmm. to interact and everything. Um, you know, be listening. We're about halfway through the season, a little bit over half. So, bloop, bloop. you know, craziness. But this is like having a live studio audience. I know. I kind of like it. It's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. So this will this will be up for everyone that's watching. This will be up in um, next week. Next week, it'll be it'll be on the podcast. So um, thank you all for listening. Be stay tuned. If you um, love this podcast, remember to give us a review on Apple or wherever you go because that helps other people find it. Yeah. Or subscribe. Or if you want to join our Patreon community, we have our Discord community, we have our bonus episodes, all of those things. Um, Come join that, and we will talk to you next time. Bye, all. Bye. See ya. Have a good night.